you're tuned into Toby Talks, episode 20. The scope behind becoming an endoscopy nurse. Have you ever seen some of those pictures that would be trending on Facebook or Instagram and you have to figure out what is inside this person through an x-ray? And you would see their x-ray image and you'd be like, is that an egg or a golf ball? Is that a flashlight or a cucumber? Is that a cell phone or a wallet? First of all, why are these objects inside you? Pause. I don't even want to know. But apparently... There's actually a field in nursing that deals with those kind of things. And as an endoscopy nurse, not saying that's the only thing you do as an endoscopy nurse, but you don't want to fetch that. Mm-hmm. You are. You are. <laughs> well, you guys, I was blown away today by my guest, Callie. She really gave me the in- inside scoop. No pun intended. <laughs> you saw what I did there? Inside scoop. Anywho, she gives you the inside scoop about uh, what it's like to be an endoscopy nurse. And the first thing Sister helped me out with was saying it correctly. Because apparently it's endoscopy and not endoscopy. And it's okay if you're a nurse out there in the streets calling it endoscopy. I've been calling it endoscopy for the longest. And I just found out that that's not the right way, sis. It's not the right way. So moving forward, endoscopy nurses are out there doing the dang thing, and I appreciate them so much. But for those who don't know what the role entails, my guest Callie today is going to be sharing all that and even talking about the pay and the different opportunities as a travel nurse doing endoscopy. But I'm already getting a little excited. You know, I even threw some jokes in there. Y'all probably didn't get it, but it's okay. But we're going to go ahead and hop into this conversation. Let's go ahead and hop into this, girl. I want you to tell me what made you choose nursing and like, what are you currently doing now in your nursing profession? Yes. Okay. So originally, so I am 28 now. So at the raw age of 18, I had to decide what I was going to do in college, which is so crazy to me to think who I was 18 years old that I was really going to pick and actually chose a career that I now love. But, um, I, I know it's so crazy. It makes me really nervous to think 18 year olds are deciding their future. What kind of led me to nursing was honestly, some of those tests really did come back healthcare, working with people, stuff like that. But it was mostly my experience or my lack of experience in the hospital. So my grandpa had lung cancer. And the only time I really ever spent in the hospital was with him mm-hmm. as a um, visiting fa- family visitor. So I just had a lot of interaction then with the staff and it's no joke that everyone can say, especially if you've been in the hospital yourself or you have family in the hospital, that you know the nurses literally do everything. And not only that, but just the experiences that we had with awesome nurses that like would hug us and greet us because you know when you're there for a while that you get to know them. Mm-hmm. But it was also with the nurse experiences that we had that were very negative. And I think mm-hmm. I honestly remember those more and wow. like that made an impact on me more than the good ones. Cause I was like, dang, like these people don't even know, like they have such a big impact on the patients, their family with just their personality. Like they could give completely the same care, you know, med passer, whatever you want to call it, wound changer, all this mm-hmm. stuff. But it's, it's really just like the love and the affection that you can show people and not even know them really. Especially in their most. So yeah, that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow. So yeah. 
So then when you, <laughs> when you decided to choose nursing and you went into a nursing program, did you do like an ABN route, a BSN route? And then like, how did you know what specialty you wanted to go to in nursing school? Yes. All into that. Okay. So I'm going to be completely honest. I totally okay. didn't know. I went into the program. I applied originally to, so I was going to, um, I'm from South Dakota. So I applied, um, South Dakota state university. It's the main campus. I applied, I think my first semester as a sophomore, probably too early. I didn't have enough like volunteer experience. I didn't have enough of solid references that were like hospital based. It was like Mm -hmm. my mom's friend that was like a business owner. Like it just wasn't as foundational enough. And unfortunately academics, it's too competitive. Like everybody can have a 4.0. Everybody can have good grades. Everybody can have can't even remember the pre-exams that you take and to kind of like, and all yes, that. Yeah. yes, yes. Um, so you can have all of that, but I just, I got put on the waiting list basically my first time and I was pretty disappointed, but I did kind of know that it was probably too early and I had more to offer come again and it wouldn't put me behind. Mm-hmm. So I applied to the next semester. I kind of got myself together. I was researching a little bit more. I was like, what do you do to get accepted into nursing school? Like I didn't have a lot of medical uh, people to like give me that information. Yes, I had my counselor and my just advocates that I could seek in school, but no one like outside of school that I could Mm -hmm. get information from. So I really just had to find stuff online. I watched a lot of YouTube stuff. Um, So yeah, I kind of, I applied again and I got accepted into a, traditional program Mm -hmm. where it wasn't, it wasn't a fast pace. It was just a BSN program. And although it did feel like it was very fast paced, um, but we went straight through, so we didn't have summers off. So I finished. Yeah. So I finished in, gosh, was it four semesters after I already did my prereqs? I think it was five, five semesters and we went straight through. So it was really cool in the sense of you'd never really forgot anything. Like you knew your crew, like your group so well, your teachers, your professors, your um, people you worked with in the hospital so well, like you could really figure out what you could remember semester to semester, mm-hmm. what I didn't like about this clinical, what I did like. It was just, I, I would totally recommend if someone wanted to, you know, they're still, they didn't already have a bachelor degree because I know you can do the advanced program if you already have a bachelor. But yeah. if you don't, if they offer you know, the, the quicker program, but it's not per semester. You don't do more work in a particular semester. You just don't take semesters off in the summer. Okay. So yeah, so it was something they offered. Okay. Yep. Wow. So yeah. how was your first years coming into nursing? Like, did you go straight into the field? What field are you currently working in now? Let me ask you that. So I'm currently in endoscopy, which I didn't even know what endoscopy was. Actually, what everybody says, endoscopy or endoscopy. I am. In reference. All the time. I'm a nurse. You need to go to endoscopy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. Seriously. And I mean, who's to really say the true pronunciation? But that's what the professionals, they do refer to it as. But um, so, yeah, I had no idea what it was when I was even in school. I mean, yes, we were... We referred to GI and things like that in the text, but we didn't really get into like endoscopy, um, clinicals or things like that. So it just really was pretty foreign to me. So Mm -hmm. right out of school, I did what everyone told me. I went to like 
a med surge type of floor. It was just orthoneural, mm-hmm. but it was very, very similar to med surge. And honestly, as much as I thought, you know, I thought everyone can really do what they want, what they're comfortable with. Looking back now, I'm so glad I did it. Like I, whether it was even um, oncology or just like a floor based type of learning. I mean, you just get the empathy and the understanding and just like the overall care of the patient from literally day to day, or sometimes they're there for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. It just puts things in a whole different perspective that I think you just need like as a care provider. Getting your initial so, yeah, hands-on skills. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, so then how long did it take you before you went into endoscopy? Like, did you knew yes. right away that that's what I wanted to do? Or you just happened to see it when you're working the med surgeon? Like, no. Yeah. So actually my interest came because I did see a lot, orthoneural, you see a lot of surgical patients. Mm-hmm. So I would see a lot of hips and knees and accidents, motorcycle, car, you know, just a lot of um, post-procedural care. And not the immediate care, not like PACU, but obviously once they are admitted back to the unit. So I kind of had an interest, like, well, what's going on? Like, what was the patient even like before they were even here? Like when they were on the floor, what were they even like? Mm-hmm. And um, so I just, I kind of got that interest in wanting to know a little bit more of the behind the scenes stuff. So I went and circulated OR. Mm. And... I really thought it was really fun and really interesting, which I still have interest for it. And there's times where I think, well, maybe I do want to go through the training because um, it is very detailed to, you know, you have to, a lot of places it's 12 months to really get the true training to be an OR nurse. Yeah. But my thing was I had literally no interaction with patients whatsoever. I mean, they were sedated immediately. So, and they were sedated as soon as they left our unit, we would put them into PACU or we'd get them from pre-op and they would be literally awake for like one and a half seconds. So there, and it wasn't even to who they are as in their normal self. Mm-hmm. So that really drew my attention away from wanting to do OR at that time. Um, so I was told by actually a nurse anesthetist that gastroenterology, uh, if I did endoscopy, I would have the ability to do pre-op, intra-op and post-op which is different at a lot of hospitals. Some hospitals, endoscopy nurses are only in the room, which the unit I'm on right now, I'm only in the room. But since I'm like kind of trained in pre-op and post-op, I kind of go all over the place. Mm -hmm. But the true endoscopy nurse is really only in the room assisting the doctor. So yeah, that was really kind of what led me to find endoscopy. <laughs> wow. So tell me what, what does your role entail? Like, what do you do as an endoscopist? Yeah. Um, as an endo nurse, what is it that you specifically yes. do? And kind of like walk us through that. Yeah. So like, like I said, a typical place, especially um, if you work in an outpatient center, I worked in uh, hospital settings. So it's outpatient and inpatient care. So you okay. take care of people that are scheduled and obviously emergent situations or just um, hospitalized patients that need. Uh, most, the, most that we do are endoscopies, which is uh, upper scope, where we look down the esophagus to the stomach to the small uh, bowel. Mm-hmm. 
So, or we do colonoscopies, which are a lot of routine. You know, people have to have routine colonoscopies after the age of 50, uh, depending on family history, of course. But um, so we do a lot of colonoscopies and endoscopies. Those are the two diagnostic tests that we do the most. So nothing that we do is invasive. Um, it's all scoping um, that is basically, it's non-sterile. Like it doesn't actually do anything invasive except except when we do peg insertions. Mm-hmm. We're inserting pegs for feeding tubes. A lot of uh, nursing home patients, when they get pegs inserted, that is one um, invasive thing that we do. Otherwise, like colorectal surgeries, you know, resections, things like that, that goes to OR. Those go to the surgeons and that goes to the actual OR itself. But back a little bit. So the nurse itself, um, basically two roles. You're trained at most places, you're trained as the charting nurse. So you're charting specimens. When we go in and do these scopes with the cameras Mm -hmm. to see the inside, we're taking specimens, we're swabbing, we're, um, you know, just aesthetically looking at what's going on the inside. If there's masses, if um, just obviously the doctor is the one making these decisions based off of what they know from their visit mm-hmm. or even if they rounded on them in the hospital, what they want to test them on. So the nurse's job is to basically be the hands of the doctor because he's holding the scope. Okay. So he's the one holding the scope, watching the camera, maneuvering, and we're the one that either assist with dilating or removing food boluses or girl, we've done so many crazy things. I could we could have a whole separate podcast about Crazy things we've removed from people. I'm talking oh, colonoscopies okay. where we full cucumbers, a full Stop. cucumber. Not kidding. <laughs> like people are very creative. It's like a, just a whole cucumber. No. Wow. Like push it in there themselves. Yeah. Uh, oh. Crazy things. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you, get have a whole other situation wow. story. So y'all are, the doctors are in the scope and then y'all are like helping them remove things or document what they're finding. Okay. Exactly. Documenting, uh, obviously, um, the patient's condition, um, everything from their vitals to, um, so not all units do you sedate, but some units we do the moderate sedation. So usually fentanyl and Versed will sedate the patient, but a lot of outpatient centers, they're doing propofol. So that's mm-hmm. under a nurse anesthetist. So it's kind of nice to have a nurse anesthetist in the room because we're very then focused on literally just assisting the doctor and labeling specimens and you know making sure the rooms are turned over and doing all the documenting and charting in the computer. And there, the CRNA is more focused on the patient's actual condition, like mm-hmm. if their respirators go down or if their pressures go up or you know, they need more fluid. Those things is focused on the CRNA. So when there isn't one of them in the room, we're doing kind of everything. We're doing the sedation, the monitoring and the charting labeling. And if there is a tech in the room, which is, um, an endoscopy tech, they are specialized endoscopy techs. They're the ones that will be assisting the doctor, but the nurse is typically, um, trained to do both to mm. do the endoscopy endoscopy uh, text position and the RN circulating position of charting and everything. So, wow. It can so really what change. Is one, of your, yeah. what is one of your challenges in this role? Like it seems like it keeps you very, uh, keeps you moving a lot. Cause you, I mean, you're helping the yeah. doctor. So what challenges do you face in this role sometimes? 
You know, honestly, so I've been in endoscopy for almost two years now. So for me, I feel like after you do it a year, like I really was eager to learn. I wanted to be good. I wanted them to like, you know, when they want you in the room, you know, doctors don't care about <laughs> like if they hurt someone's feelings per se, like At if all. they'll say like, Oh, I want this person in the room or I, they'll say that they won't necessarily say, I don't want this person in the room, but you just want to be, and I want to be helpful to my employees. I want to be, obviously the more educated you are and trained you are, the safer the patient can be. Mm -hmm. So I was really eager to learn a lot of the anatomy and just like the testing and the equipment and all those things. So I think that is a challenge. I mean, it is a specialty. So you get out of nursing school and it's really just completely being retrained. I mean, this stuff isn't stuff you learn in nursing school. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Obviously, what do you do if you have to get a crash card or like those type of things, Mm -hmm. how you interact with people, like how you use multidisciplinaries, like all that different stuff. Yes, you do learn that in nursing school, but down to like the specialty of it, that can be challenging. So... Especially when you're using yeah. a device you've never were taught to use in school. So did you have to like yeah. understand the device and how it works? Because I know those yeah. scopes are very expensive. Oh my gosh. It's like $80,000 for one scope. I know. I yeah. know. And it's like you have to handle crazy. it here. You have to understand how it works. Yeah. So you didn't really learn all that. And the only reason why I know it is because I do quality for the hospital. So those are areas that I have to be, Oh yeah. you know, I have to pay attention yep. to, to make sure, you know, we don't have any infection control issues. Uh, when it's oh my gosh. That's literally all I hear. <laughs> you <laughs> always talk about infection, infection control. Yeah, right. Um, No, it's good though, because I've heard bad stories of very, very small steps being missed and mm -hmm. can produce bad outcomes. So, bad outcomes. But yeah, that's that's definitely the most challenging. So the most challenging part is just relearning of really like how to, you know, do your role with the machine, with these different devices that you're using, understanding behaviors from, you know, physicians that might want things done a certain way. So now you yes. sound like you got a good hands on that. So how long did it take yeah. you to train in this role? So they did require um, 12 weeks that okay. we go under and, and be under um, a nurse at all times. We're never performing alone. So I felt like that was pretty, oh, it was a little bit longer than I felt like I needed. Like I said, I did put some time like outside of work, just like reviewing books and stuff that they had, but it also, uh, included the 12 weeks of training also included, I believe it was three weeks of pre-op and then six weeks of, I can't remember the breakdown exactly, but the bulk of it was in the room. A little bit was pre-op and then post-op was one or two weeks. Did you have to already have experience as a nurse to go into, um, into the endo role or was it kind of like an open new grad too? As far as I'm familiar, I think you do have to have experience as a nurse. This position actually wanted endo experience. And I didn't have endo experience, but don't be discouraged when places say that if anyone's applying. We all, I mean, if you're a veteran applicant, you know that that isn't always the case. But I applied anyway, knowing that I did not have endoscopy experience Mm -hmm. and they still obviously hired me. But I do see since I, um, started becoming a travel nurse. Now I have noticed a lot of places say 
more so full-time, obviously not as a traveler, but full-time positions will say, um, new grads welcome. Oh, that's good. So how, yeah. So how long of experience did you have before you applied into the role for the first time? Yes. So I worked as an ortho nurse for almost two years. I worked for about a year and then I was on and off. I was traveling with my fiance for about, it was like three months on and then like two months off and three months on. So I was about two years. So not a lot. Oh, I definitely did not feel... That's good. Yeah. We always have those stereotypes that you have to be in like a bedside for five to six or 10 years before you can move into specialty. So to hear that, that oh my gosh, stay that long is really good feedback. No, for sure. And honestly, like you just don't realize, you know, when you're not doing bedside care that there is, or when you are doing it, not everyone, I think Mm -hmm. that most everyone thinks nursing is bedside care, 12 hour shifts, you know. But oh my gosh, I had no idea that there was another world of kind of making myself, I mean, whatever your joy is, whatever you feel the most flourished area in your area, you should do. And if that's bedside, that's awesome. But just to have the ability to choose and to kind of think like, well, what fits my life best? Like, yes, does, exactly. yeah. Because, you know, I think- So that was really- the perception of nursing that you have to stick one role in the rest of your life. No, it's just like your life changes where you go from single to dating, to married, to kids. To oh my gosh. Absolutely. Nursing career, you know? So I like that you definitely said that because it's a hundred percent true. And I agree that I didn't know there's other opportunities I could do or other fields I can do. Yes. Start exploring. You're like, wait a minute, hold up. I can do that. Right. With just a bachelor's. Yes. Even in oh. school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you say right now you're a traveler, but when you were doing um, endo inpatient, was there any kind of, uh, you know, and feel free to drop some numbers. And if you don't, it's cool. But we really want to talk about the pay. Like, what was the pay like when you went from bedside to specialty? Honestly, so I went from different state to different state. And I will say when I was in South Dakota, I was working as a new grad and I was, so I had no experience. And South Dakota pay is already incredibly low because cost of living is so low there. I mean, people, if you want to start a business, go there, you'll make a lot of money because it doesn't cost a lot to live there. But so yes, my pay starting out was like really low. Gosh, Mm -hmm. it was like $23. And Mm -hmm. I think I made it up to like 25 in uh, ortho neuro. In Virginia, I think bedside, what I was doing starts at about... 27, 29. So an endoscopy, it's pretty comparable. I found through my search and I, this is a big question for me and I get personal too with people. I'm like, so what do you do? Do you mind if asking me what they pay? Like, I just want to know, like, I want to know is, does ICU get more than, you know, med surge? Like does Mm -hmm. a specialty, does OR? So I think a big part of it was for me too, was they were definitely looking for hiring an OR. They really wanted to bring me there. So they were offering, cause they were very low staff. So they were offering, um, a $20,000 bonus sign on, or you could have it reflected into your hourly pay for a contracted amount of time. Mm. So, but anyway, back to endoscopy. So I started out at, uh, on regular, um, inpatient, I started out at 31 and I ended at 31, 3250 I think. So the more certified you get, the more money they're going to pay you. So 
certifying is usually backed up by the hospital, but it's just like a little bit additional uh, learning, education, and testing that you get truly endoscopy specialized because mm-hmm. you can work there and not be certified specialized. But, you know, the more certs you have, the more, the more co- competitive you are yeah. and the more they're willing to pay you. So then what's your experience like so, as a yeah. travel um, endo nurse? Has it been more? Do you enjoy oh, it? Oh, yeah. So, okay. I originally, just to kind of give you a little background on the travel, mm-hmm. I became a travel nurse because my fiance plays basketball. So I found myself, my first job I ever had, I kind of, I left and was coming back and they were like letting me, but I felt like I was, this wouldn't happen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. We had a really good relationship with each other, but in the end I had to quit because I went with him overseas for six months. So they were letting me hold my position PR in for a while. And I basically, and then I came to DC, I had my full-time endoscopy position and I went back overseas with him and I had to quit. So I was like, I was here for 16 months and now I have to quit. It's just like, it doesn't make sense for me to work somewhere all the time. And plus it just looks choppy on your resume when you're like, Oh, we're, it costs a lot of money to train people and they don't want to see someone just bounce around. But if you're a traveler, it's expected. Yeah, it is. So three months or your four weeks or however they need you and then you're out. Yeah. Right. And what I actually learned, I never met travelers in South Dakota. Never. I never even knew. I mean, I knew travel nursing was a thing, but I really didn't know people did it. So when I came to DC and I came to endoscopy, I was working with travelers all the time. Travel nurses, travel techs, like travel LPNs and Mm -hmm. not on my unit, but there was, they were all over. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, and Virginia pays really well. And DC area pays really well for travelers, but you also have to consider how high the cost of living is. So yeah, that's true. You know, all that you got to break all that down. But so anyway, I became um, a traveler because I can work thirteen week contracts and finish them, and have the ability to go overseas with my fiance and not feel like you know I have to stay into a job that or have to quit a job when I really don't want to. Or so. That was the best thing for me. And I am at Howard University Hospital now. And I actually noticed a lot of the areas, a lot of um, like the DMV area were asking for travelers in different endoscopy units, even uh, physician owned endoscopy units. Yeah. So it was really flexible. I was like, this is, I'm just going to do it. Like this is scary because like you really don't know in 13 weeks, am I going to have another contract? Is there going to be another job? Like you really have to kind of weigh out the risk and the benefit of, you know, it seems great. Like you're getting extra pay because of that risk you're really taking, but you have to really decide where will I go next round? Like what if they're not hiring that area or will I be okay to go to some small town and not really know the area? So So, did you have to have your certification in endo? No, you don't have to be um, truly certified, but they do want you to be minimum 12 months of experience. Some places that I was even talking with about my recruiter, she was telling me was two years. They wanted two years. So she did say they're pretty strict on those. So 
luckily we were able to find quite a few um, endoscopy uh, positions that I was able to kind of be choosy with really. I mean, I really was able to not have to say like, I know from experience of working with travelers, they were like, well, this is, I need to have a job in the next two weeks. And these are the only two places. So I just have to pick which one, you know? So yeah, that's so true. You I have more options. Hearing so, and it's sometimes seasonal too. I don't know. I know in peds, oh, like certain yeah. seasons where it's like, oh, they needed travelers the most during the seasons, usually like the fall. Yes springtime yep. stuff so um because you know flu season so yeah um, I, I, I have a friend that yeah. works yeah I have a friend that goes out to Vail Colorado and mm-hmm. she it's always a yeah. uh, mountain season yeah that she is traveling I'm... there yeah wow. everyone's really falling down the hill <laughs> <laughs> man Callie I I'm just so like in awe of what you do as an endo nurse and I just love the fact that you've just taken so much time today just kind of like walk us through it and um the yes. things that we didn't know so before we wrap up I really want you to share something with me if there was anyone who is interested in becoming an endo nurse what advice would you give them like what steps would you tell them to take or what kind of encouragement can you yes. to help them go into that field? Honestly, I would tell you, first of all, don't be afraid because a lot of people like me, I, the first thing I told my mom when I was interested in endoscopy was the whole colonoscopy thing. People are so afraid of like that we are dealing with poop and all this stuff, but you're really not like people there. It never like stinks. People have to actually come into the unit completely clean. Like even as inpatients, the nurse on the floor is the one that is giving them the prep to drink, to yep. flush everything out. I used to be a nurse so, prep. I yeah. <laughs> yes. Which, oh, I felt so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. You have to drink more. <laughs> Keep drinking. <laughs> They're going to be mad at me if you don't finish. Exactly. <laughs> but so first of all, let that go. Cause I'm telling you, like no one likes to deal with that stuff. And even when we do have to deal with it, cause yes, you do have to deal with it. And even as a foreigner, you have to deal with it way more. But anyway, it's not all that, um, just like stool and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I will give you the most advice I would say to someone is get in the room. If you can talk to either a nurse educator or your manager, if they'll let you come in and have a round and just kind of see the pace, see the type of interaction that we have, um, talk to the nurses, see how they vibe together. Because that was a really big thing for me when I was in OR, when I was doing the OR circulation. And I kind of was talked to a little bit about nursing by the nurse anesthetist. Um, She was kind of like, you know, you should come shadow and was telling me about the relationship they have as a unit. I mean, you're really a team, like everybody works together. Like you don't have one patient a day. We literally see 30 to 50 patients a day. So everybody's doing everything together. Um, so the way that the, the relationship was, was a little family. And so for me, if that's something that's important to you and you like that, it's likely that your endo unit is probably like that because you don't really have a choice. You have to be very close, obviously caddy and problems can happen anywhere. But Mm -hmm. um, if that's something you like really working together. Um, Also, otherwise, I would say if you like to just really kind of just test your skills and always learn more and just really want to kind of um, 
see what, because with nursing, I think a lot of people think, well, what now? I've done this for five years. What now? Yeah. I've done, you know, how do I level up? How do I change and elevate what I'm doing? It's so awesome. Even now I'm thinking like I could go if I wanted to, even in my thirties or forties and be like a labor and delivery nurse and yep. my world would be totally different or like, you yeah. know, just anything. It's just so different. And, and who, okay. If you go try it and you do it for six months and it's not your thing, you got to, you got to at least try it and you got to see what you like and know about yourself before you say, I don't like it. Exactly. So, and then there's the, the nursing is so vast that you can change. Oh, I don't like this. Cool. Let me do something. Yes. Different. I don't like this. Cool. Let me do something different. Absolutely. And I wanted to highlight yes. something that you said earlier about how that even though you were in this rotation, you were still also, you know, taking time on your personal time and, um, and investing in your knowledge in that. And I think that's really important. Yes. You want to go into another aspect or another specialty in nursing. Yes. That time to invest. Talk to your charge nurse, talk to your, uh, your director. Yep. And let them know that you're interested in another area, you know, and, and circulate and get, and if you have to come in yeah. on one day and, you know, on your off day or whatever, right. work that out. But that's something that you're investing in yourself. Right. You should, you know, you should do totally. that. research on it outside of work, you know? You're so right. And, and they don't put you to work. It's just, you're just learning. And it's just, it's just nothing that you can even, I recommend this to people before they even go to nursing school to go and just like follow up bedside nurse around just to exactly. see, you know, you're not just giving shots and taking blood pressure. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole, it's whole, a whole big deal. So exactly. <laughs> it Girl. is. Oh my gosh. I'm just, thank you so much. You've been so authentic. So yes. real. You've given us all the gems that we need to know about what an endo nurse does. And I am like, no, this is so fun. Thank you. Yay. You are awesome. Seriously, it's so, it makes me so proud to like even talk about this stuff. It makes me feel really proud to just be a nurse. And it's so cool to know that this is just another platform that someone can have that what you're doing to just excite people about their job and to excite people because that's what we all want to do. We all want to tell people how to be better and how to learn about it. We all want to talk about what we are good at. So it's so fun. And I'm so proud of you for having this for others. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. There were so many gems dropped. And if you want to reach me or hit me up, feel free to contact me through my email at tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Again, that's tobytalks at tobytodge.com. Feel free to follow me on Instagram or slide me a DM. That's at toby.talks. Again, IG, toby.talks. I also got Twitter, like everybody else. So feel free to hit me up. And my Twitter is This Is Toby Talks. I look forward to talking to you guys very soon. And remember, I'm rooting for you. So go out there and be great. Till next time, talk to you later.